Planet Earth, bienvenidos, yocoso, vilkommen, achlanbik, welcome to La Vida Victorosa. I'm your host, as always, Darius Riddick, and what a fantastic time to be alive. So first and foremost, a little housekeeping. I would like to thank all of you that are with me today, whatever point in time that day may be. I'm grateful to all of you that have been with us the past five years, and those of you that may be new, welcome. Uh, it's been quite a journey for arguably all of humanity. <laughs> and um, uh, as usual, it's only the beginning. Um, and take that in more ways than one. Uh, but as expected, there has been some significant evolution over the past few years. For this, for this show specifically, change of name, change of pace, a change of aesthetics, but the focus, the focus, good people, has remained the same. And that's to enable a more dominant, durable, ass-kicking society. So in the immortal words of the brother Malcolm X, uh, the future belongs to those who prepare for today. And today we prepare by not looking for a fig. So if you have any insight to the title of today's episode, then I'm sure you already have an idea of the direction that we're going. But for those of you that don't, it's going to be very short. But this is more of a quality over quantity. And with this concept, there's not really much you have to say about it, but because it is not widely recognized, it it's something that has to be addressed. So, this concept itself stems from Stoic philosophy, made notable in Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. If you are unfamiliar with Stoic philosophy, it's brilliant, right? So, let's just... <laughs> opinion to the side let's put that out there or if you haven't read meditations at least 10 to 20 times uh it's quite a fascinating book um there's there's a couple things where, where personally um why i find it so fascinating and i think the, the 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 primary the chief reason would be it wasn't intended for public eyes you know this this is something that was written by the most powerful man in the world at the time um as almost a letter to himself. And if that gives you any idea of the level of self-awareness or the, the, the power behind being able to analyze your own thoughts and redirect them into a manner where it's supposed to be digestible for just you. I mean, that's quite fascinating. It, it says a lot about who he was as a person, right? But there's, there's many things that you can speculate about the time and the influence and what the book is really meant to be. But it's something that you have to attempt to digest for yourself. So it's written in the late second century by uh, Marcus Aurelius. And it's one of the few books that has stood the test of time. But one of the concepts that Marcus Aurelius frequently references is this idea of looking for a fig. And if you know what direction we're going, truth is, there are people to the left and right of you, in front and behind you, above and below you every single day that are looking for these figs that they will never find. So to look for a fig in winter is considered a fool's errand for many reasons, but primarily one who looks for a fig in winter is looking for something that will never occur. The environment is too harsh for a fig to grow, and as such, it won't happen. So how does this relate to why we're even discussing this? Or when you ask Darius, who cares? To look for a fig, meaning to look for approval or accept even disapproval, is a fool's errand. 
It's something that's not only fleeting, it's impossible. It's something that a lot of people crave and it's almost inherent to human nature, right? We can all agree on that. The desire to fit in, to find a tribe and belonging, the desire for approval, it's almost ingrained in ancestral wiring. But what one person values on Monday may be different on Tuesday. So you ask yourself, or you can ask me or ask whoever you feel like you can trust. Which day do you look for approval or disapproval? Is it Monday or is it Tuesday? How do you match them if they're conflicting? This idea of looking for a fig in winter, the morals, the ethics from the teenage years may not even be an accurate depiction of what that person values today. So whoever it is, whatever, whatever it is, um, whomever it is, if it's multiple people, what does that look like on Tuesday? What does it look like on Wednesday? What does it look like on Saturday? Does it change the next week? It, it's it's extremely confusing. And it gets you to the point where now you you lose a sense of self-identity. And uh, there's in a couple episodes, I'm going to talk about this idea of identity and um, some psychoanalytic concepts that I find really fascinating when we talk about um, Carl Jung and trust me, it's something that you're going to want to be prepared for, right? You're going to have to buckle up your britches, okay? But before we get too sidetracked, talking about this desire to fit in, what is the accurate depiction today? Now, take that that same concept of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever day, however many people it is, whatever boss, whatever subordinate superior it is, and then multiply it by one billion, a hundred billion, however many different thoughts of processing that that specific human brain can um, undergo in a certain period of time. And then you multiply about however many people, however many influence and however many static, static stimulations that is going to occur it, it's so volatile it's extremely volatile and um maybe this is coming from a subjective point of view but i'll be the first to say and i'm sure there's a lot of you that are listening to this right now that um, life itself is confusing and for one person to say that they have it figured out is is it's uh it's scary. It's scary because that person is <laughs> has a lot has a lot going on that needs to be figured out. They got a little bit too much dip on the chip, if you know what I'm saying. But um I think concepts like this are 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 important to discuss because to diffuse the need for approval requires a sense of steady judgment of others, but sturdy judgment of yourself. And that only happens with the acknowledgement that there's no figs in the winter. So this is only a real snapshot of why meditations in the Stoic philosophy in general is so fascinating. And I'm in no way trying to convert anybody, right? Whatever you choose to do is your own. You can ball up whatever you written down notes, take this episode and toss it out the window. Really, it's your life is your own to live. The only thing that I'm suggesting is to keep an open mind. There's nothing wrong with um, that child, like keeping the childlike curiosity and always being open to trying different things or exploring different concepts and uh, 
looking at the possibilities of what you may have been taught or what you may consider to be gospel it could have different branches to it. Not necessarily that it isn't, isn't true or it could be false, right? There's everyday archaic conclusions are considered obsolete, right? We find out different things about the human body. We find different ways to make a process is more simple. We find out things that we once considered that were once considered true are no longer true and they were only considered true at the time because we didn't have the technology to quite explain what the true answer was. And um that's okay. That's okay because there's there's some beauty in in the evolution there. So as far as stoic philosophy goes, the stoics believed it's an injustice to nature into the universe since humans are ex an extension of nature so it's of no use to anyone to overvalue someone's opinion over your own because that opinion fluctuates what does it look like one day what does it look like one hour what does it look like a week do does it does it seem viable to try to keep up with that at all times so by understanding approval nor disapproval matters results in a couple things um superior uh, sovereignty over your mind uh, which translates to faculty of your vices which then translates to self-control which then translates to power <laughs> this whole this whole idea of translation and it's a lot of translating but the simplicity is ownership sovereignty faculty self-control power if there's any set of words that i would uh, really really appreciate anyone taking away from today's episode would be those four words and i'll say them again sovereignty faculty self-control power the four of those words together are, are are a driving factor for something special um and then the final and which is this idea of ownership but i want to hold off on that one i want to hold off on that one because we're going to discuss that a little bit more in detail so ownership over who you are and your mind so with ownership you have to make a lot of tough decisions right it kind of full circle back to this whole idea of sovereignty and not looking for a fig in winter and what that truly means to have this sturdy judgment of yourself so typically, uh, most decisions are guided by the fig, you know, the approval or the disapproval. That's what people really search for. Uh, but even when something uh, bad happens or good happens or a decision needs to be made, it's not necessarily the person. It, it's the act or the act of what happened. It's your opinion of the situation. And again, <laughs> double circle, double helix, whatever you want to call it at this point, whatever shape leads you back to what we're really trying to uh, discuss here is this whole idea of self-awareness. Why a book about something that's almost dedicated to yourself is is the, mo this, the purest form of self-awareness that one can have. And I, I fully... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'd say support. Is that a Freudian slip? I would say support. <laughs> support. Uh, talking to myself there. Don't worry about that. So I would fully support anyone who has this idea of writing down uh, notes to themselves. I, 
I'm not sure exactly where I first saw it, but I, someone told me a few years ago that they have almost letters of affirmation to themselves and they write them down and um, stick them on the mirror. So when they get up in the morning, they see them or they have them on their alarm on their phone when they wake up in the morning and wake up in the morning. Or they have like certain notes that they leave in specific places around the house or in the car. And I, I, and I think there's something uh, admirable about that because regardless of what we may see, whether it be on social media or we see like in the news or or if we see someone getting recognized for a, 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 an award or a glorious act or whatever it may be, that person had to start somewhere. And... I believe that in order for someone to do something of that caliber, it starts with a strong sense of self-awareness. And if that for you looks like writing notes to yourself in the mirror in the form of affirmations or, you know, that self-talk, then that's what needs to be done. And that's something um, very important about that. And I feel like a lot of psychoanalysts would definitely appreciate that because that is a strong depiction of self-discovery but today i don't want to dive too much into that in the dichotomy of conflictive reproach um, because there's a couple episodes maybe about 137 138 that i want to take the time to really discuss that because it does deserve its own episode um but i just want to hit those four words again before we before we start moving on sovereignty faculty self-control, power. But what's arguably most important and what most people lack, which I believe stems from the inability to self-discover or to be self-aware, is the ability to say no. So when you stop looking for the fig in winter, one of the chief attributes you gain, and I can speak from experience, is the courage to say no. For generations... People were bred to think they come second or third or fourth to everything else. It's this concept where, you know, you should be, you should work yourself and grind yourself to the bone. And at the end of the day, as long as you got things done, that's all that matters. And, you know, ladies and gentlemen, like <laughs> it wasn't until quite recently and that we began to realize that the existence as a whole is improved when each cog is well lubricated. If only a couple thousand pieces or a couple thousand cogs are well lubricated, but a couple million or even billion are rusty and broken down, how effective does that make the machine? It may get by, but is it operating at its full potential? Is the product a product of maximum effective work capacity? And Again, subjectively, I don't think that it's translated to people grinding, losing the sense of identity, not being self-aware, and losing who they are. And though death is inevitable, you can improve the impact you make by making yourself better. This, this idea of self-optimization, -optimi right? I'm going to talk about that later on too, uh, is contrary to popular, to popular belief and comes in the form of saying no. Burnout for a lost cause or a replaceable position, I, I will not give advice, but it's not normal. And we are seeing that 
uh, almost like a generational shift now more than ever. So whether someone approves or disapproves of your choices is not your concern. Remember, sovereignty, faculty, self-control, power, because your life is yours to own. And when the day comes, there'll only be one skeleton in your grave, hopefully. If not, there's <laughs> something weird going on, all right? But, but seriously, right? you came in for a specific purpose. And whether or not somebody um, has told you that, I'll be the first one to say that, right? Nothing happens by coincidence, and everything happens for a reason. Even you, whoever you are, whatever you look like, sitting here right now listening to yours truly, on whatever day it may be, whatever time in history, it all happens for a reason. One day, we'll all experience the return to nature. All humans must undergo, and in the words of Marcus Aurelius, until that day, you live with the understanding that one, do what you know is right, and two, make sure it feels good, and three, don't look for the third.